0: Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com.
1: Can you say the letter C? C.
0: hunt files all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back another episode of cc hunt files man i've got a exciting one to bring to you tonight um gosh damn i'm super stoked for this dude long time coming we're going to jump right into it here in a second once we talk about the uh wheels that make the wagon go around here on the podcast but super pumped for my man um yeah, we're going to dive right into it, but a long time coming for the successful events that have led up to my man um, killing his first buck. So let's dive right into it. Uh, Grizzly Coolers, Code WCB, Black Ovis, WCB10, Novix Tree Stands right there in Peoria, Illinois. Shout out to them. Uh, just hung some hang and hunt setups today, or oh, I should say I hung a couple Hunt a couple setups, and then I've got a hang and hunt system ready to rock in case the wind switches on me tomorrow. I recently just found a big buck, so I'm gonna finally start hunting. And then um, whew, last but not least, Hunters Box Club. Shout out to my man Devin, whitest teeth and best hair in the West. My man. With that being said. I have got the man, the myth, the legend himself. We have taken a gigantic effing monkey off of his back here recently. I shouldn't say we; he has. I am going to bring it to you, so all of you can hear the story. And there has been epic moments that's led up to this. Um, without further ado, my man Garrett Goodwin, dude, I am stoked as fuck in plain words to have you on this podcast because you have got your first buck kill under your belt
2: yeah man I appreciate the invite wild rodeo ride uh, up until the point
0: oh absolutely dude so tell everybody for those of you who don't know Garrett part of team WCB huge supporter probably our biggest supporter honestly or one of the biggest supporters of the whole entire platform podcast Garrett give us a rundown Uh, you've been on this episode on this show before Um, i forget what episode it was it was a while ago but i've had you on before Um, so give us a rundown of who you are for those that don't know you and then give us a little bit of a background on leading up to this buck kill Uh, just kind of take us through like when you started bow hunting and kind of the journey because you've had some rocky ass events that have led up to this season that have added fuel to the fire i'm sure for you to be successful and get the monkey off your back with your first bow kill
2: yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I've uh, started bow hunting, well, slowly. Um, came down bow and then 2015, uh, my dad had, uh, bought me a hunting compound bow and shot that for a few years. Uh, missed, missed one, never got drawn back on a lot. And then, uh, you know, through the ropes, then through different bows, get things fitted for me, you yep. know, just shooting right and last year um i last two years i think up until before this year i've been kind of going full force you know right. racing a lot oh yeah in the past and then I, things have slowed down uh funding wise with sponsorship so i kind of took some time off i raced part-time but uh
0: Talk about that real quick, Garrett. What kind of racing do you do for people? I mean, a lot of people know who you are and what you do, but for those that are first-time listeners or, or they don't really know you, they don't follow you, um, talk talk about your racing, What your, just your background, how long you've done it. Um, you got a really cool story. You've been very successful. You've done a lot of racing. But just give us a quick rundown on when you talk about racing, what, what racing is to you.
2: Yeah, for sure. You know, I started racing when I was seven years old in go-karts, worked my way through the rankings.
0: Nice. Uh,
2: traveled around the country. Um, for many years um, until we reached a point in my career where you know, sponsorship, fundings, you know, mm-hmm. they um You know, the economy got worse, stuff like that. Um, a lot of it was all asphalt, circle track for 15 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then my best friend passed away in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, leading into that season, um, I made a switcheroo and uh, bought a dirt car. Now I run a 600cc micro sprint non wing car on the dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll circle track and I kind of travel the Midwest when I can. A lot of southern Illinois uh, racing. Yep. Uh, Indiana, stuff like that.
0: That's awesome. And then
2: uh, kind of always been hunting my entire life, but never full force because of right. you know, racing. Always took a back seat. When racing season was done, and I could go to hunt and stuff like that, but I always had a love for hunting. You know, family um, family always was hunting. My mom's side, um, my granddad's side, stuff like that. About um, <coughs> in in 2012, uh, been hooked on. It. I took a niche in love for hunting. Um, I took my first doe. First year with a rifle up in northern Michigan. Never had luck with a bow. And then I had a hernia surgery mm-hmm. in 2018, which put me out of archery season completely.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I had to, you know, when I finally got released to even um, do anything, I had to take the shotgun out just because I wanted to hit the wood. Right. Um, mm-hmm. As Kurt and all you guys say, you know, hernias are not fun. No. I've lived, I've had the surgery, horse surgery. In my entire life, um, I don't wish that upon anyone, even my worst enemy. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not fun at all.
2: You no, know, uh, but that my first buck in 2018. It was a small four point with a shotgun, eleven yards. You know, five four uh, But It never was. You know, it never really got into you know the full fulfillment that I wanted right. out of, people. and I just you know kept pushing for wanting just chase just with a bow. You know, listening, you know, when I first started listening to the podcast back eighteen, um, it just made me want to keep picking up my bow only. Right. And, um, I have not even touched cook. Have not taken a gun out to the woods for deer that that buck in twenty feet.
0: So. Yeah, um, that's a commitment to go bow only. You know, I mean, especially someone who hasn't killed a ton or hasn't killed a buck yet. You know, to say, okay, well, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to go bow only, and that's just where I'm going to be. As far as you know, um, that, that that that's that's tough because archery hunting, it's a game of inches. On shots, It's a game of inches on stand placement. It's a game of inches on everything you do. Uh, it's a micro-tune deal. So to pretty much commit to the bow only, uh, that's hard. You know, I've been bow only for 10 or 11 years now. And I mean, it's... I can't tell you how many times I've been on a hunt where I'm like, my God, if I had a freaking muzzleloader right now, just a muzzleloader or a shotgun, let alone a rifle, how many big critters I would have killed and tags that went unfilled would have been filled, et cetera. So, I mean, that's... You know, that that's uh that's something to be proud of, Garrett. You know, on your end is just the commitment that it takes to realistically say, Okay, I'm gonna be bow only. This is just this is my love, this is what I want to do, I'm going in with the bow.
2: Yep. And you know, watching, you know, T V, watching you guys, you know, just living it up, loving it. And just the the challenge and like, you know, plenty full, you know, Full force into it, just realizing you know, yep. for myself on how difficult it was, and you know the challenges and you know, the oh uh, the planning, mm-hmm. you know all that stuff
1: that mm-hmm. it
2: takes. You know, like you said, stand placement, shot placement, stuff Hell like yeah. that. Um, it just really piqued my interest. You know, I wanted to prove to myself that I could I could do it. And, you know, it was definitely discouraging, you know, especially going from 2012 all the way. Well, last year was my very first uh, kill with a bow on a doe. And I tell you what, that was was a whole new uh, burning fire. You know, just excitement that just was introduced to me on, you know, what it takes to be successful with a bow.
0: Absolutely. Oh,
2: now, especially especially when you you know hang your own stand. Oh yeah, you in know, it stuff like that, or just you know going to the same stand that's preset. I mean, it's you know that bow just takes it to a whole new level.
0: Oh, absolutely. A lot of hard work goes into success when it comes to bow hunting. There's no doubt. Now, Garrett. Um, okay, so last year, you're dead set on, on getting a buck killed, and you had a turn of events. Um, let's just call it what it is a very very shitty ordeal with a neighboring piece of property and a neighbor from that property um let's just let let's go through that because that really honestly i think probably set the stage for even more of a burning passion and desire to get this first buck with your bow under your belt um with how the circumstances all played out and kind of having a buck robbed from you per se. So walk us through 2021, what took place um, and kind of how that set the stage for, and and, and I talked to you a lot. I know you were a motivated mofo going into this hunting season and for good reason. And this story is going to um, set that stage. It's going to help people understand probably to a higher degree, why there was such a motivated you this year versus other years. Not that you're not motivated, but it was to a whole nother level. So walk us through 2021, what took place, what happened, um, and kind of how that transpired leading into this year. Because I know that was a, a gigantic motivator for you coming into to this fall.
2: Oh, for, yeah, for sure. I mean, 2021, you know, was... You know, I was full force, highly motivated, you know, ready to, you know, get the job done just to be able to, you know, finally get that first buck yep. for the bow and, or even just in general, my first deer. Right. Um, and then, you know, that all came through summer scouting, summer prep, stuff like that. being yep. And Stan. Yep. Um, my buddy Aaron, who I, um, who I was hunting with, was allowing me to hunt with him on his property. Uh, he- Ten acres. Neighbors got ten acres. So the total of twenty acres that we could hunt on that most. And uh, we set some Novick stands up that summer. kind mm-hmm. uh, and I had the cell cams going, and we kind of knew, you know what, what bucks were out there, um, just through the summer, leading into you know velvet season, and then you know as they were starting to shed their velvet. So October first, you know, mm-hmm. we knew it was an area but we didn't anticipate it being that um that success or I shouldn't say it. well I mean we were successful to a point
0: but right, right. we didn't
2: anticipate to see uh what we saw, you know, blockwise right. I on mean, October 1. Just across the street already. And uh, so we knew that they were gonna be you know, feeding out there by the corn and stuff like that, cornfields. And so opening morning, or the previous morning, you know, opening day, uh, the farmers were picking wheat going
0: Hold on a second, Garrett. I had a technical difficulty there. I had to unplug you and plug you back in. Okay, repeat that last statement again, Garrett.
2: Okay, yeah. So uh, opening day eve, you know, October 1st, was it September 30th or something like that? Like, yeah. I do know my days. Yep. Um, uh, across the street, the farmers were harvesting corn, so
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, it was kicking everything out of across the street our way. And we had a uh, south wind. So everything was basically in our favor if they were to come from across the road. And sure enough, 9 o'clock in the morning, um, especially how far back in the timber we were, you know, it was probably a half hour or so mm-hmm. of daylight we were finally getting, because they always get seen all daylight later in the timber than it does say like on a field edge or somewhere mm-hmm. you know, open but um, 9 o'clock I heard um, some twig snap behind my right shoulder uh, which was behind Aaron we were sitting on the same tree just in different stands filming and stuff and I had looked over my right shoulder and I had seen you know just a four point buck and I was like oh okay cool and then I hear another twig snap behind it and it's this you know Southern Michigan, you know, your standard Michigan giant buck for the ten point. Um probably eighties, you know, with the guys you know, were kinda of going off of just pictures and stuff. And I mean, doesn't matter if it was you know, fixed point, point, you know, First bow buck, I was you know, I was that was my target right there. Got me going, I was ready. Um now it was, you know, honed in on him and then there was another you know spike buck behind him i had watched the four point and the ten point far up a little bit for a few minutes mm-hmm. um and then i had seen that they were going to keep coming to the right of me which was just south and they were gonna end up you know in a shooting lane for me right so when the four point came through i had ranged where he was at 26 yards so i knew that that ten point Literally following him in this same path.
1: Right, right.
2: And I was like, all right, I'm going to set my dial to 26 yards and get ready. So he had just gotten behind a tree. I drew back. Um, Right before he uh, stepped in the shooting lane, I went to stop him. Uh, And because, you know, I'm still fairly new to the bow hunting um, game. Even though I've been doing it for years, just never, you know, actually had the opportunity to pull back. So I'm still freshly new to, you know, getting drawn back on a deer.
0: Right, right. Just all the things leading um, up to the shot.
2: Oh yeah, just the, the actual initial shot process of yeah. just getting it stopped or just waiting yep. the net or whatever. Or but when I stop him, my brain told me he stopped, but really he didn't. So I squeezed through my shot, so he's kind of still walking. I I had shot just in front of his hip and he kind of mule kicked a little bit and took off about, I don't know, probably 30, 40 yards, went up on top of the ridge. So I got my binos out and I had looked, I mean, it was just pouring out blood. Mm -hmm. So like bright, you know, brightish, darkish blood right in front of the hip. Um, And it was just drenched down his leg I and mean, it was yep. pouring and I was like oh man you know this far back but you know there's a lot of arteries back there. Oh
0: yeah arteries yep
2: yep and I was like man maybe you know I got lucky to where you know I nicked an artery because I was right. shooting those uh, bandables and I was like maybe I got lucky so and they kind of just you know he limped off Was kind of seemed really sick like he was getting ready to Oh yeah, you know something. But with those other two bucks, they kept pushing them farther and farther. I'm like, oh, shit. But you know, I went down. I went down. So got to look at the blood. God, blood. Um and it kind of thinned out a little bit. So I was like, you know what, Aaron, Aaron and I were like, let's let's go back to the house. Stuff like that wait 3-4 hours uh, called the dogs in um, did it right, got the permission from all the properties um, that we needed to to track where we needed to and dogs did their job we ended up uh, where the deer had bedded down and died but there was no deer mm.
1: there
2: was nothing, nothing but tire tracks backing up to it drag right, Mark Higher tracks going out. No sign of arrow. No nothing.
0: In that moment, did you immediately know, like, holy shit, my buck just got taken? I mean, I mean, is that was that your initial thought, or were you like, Whoa, what? Like, did it hit you immediately? What just took place?
2: Oh, dude, it was like a straight kick in the nuts. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just everything I had worked up for, everything I had done. Uh, so you, you yeah.
0: immediately knew. Like
2: I knew that it was yeah. it was Mhm. Um, so Aaron had got on the phone with, you know, the neighbor that he knew just to see, you know, if you know they had shot in a buck or mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that to where, you know, that maybe you know, they just didn't know who it was. Right. And talk to the neigh na- the fellow you know, the neighbors around, all but the actual next door neighbor uh, we got a hold of and said oh, Husband's out working and stuff like that. Um, so everyone that we had permission on, even the one where the deer was on, they weren't hunting. So we knew somebody who didn't have permission was got onto that property and had taken it.
0: Found your buck and took it.
2: Yep. God
0: damn.
2: Sure shit. Uh, while we were there and figuring all that out. Here comes two, uh, two guys from the hill going for an afternoon hunt, t-shirt and jeans. And, uh, turns out, uh, that was who had taken my buck, but they were like, yep, nope. We tagged it. I quote unquote shot it. Wow. uh, Took it to the house, gutted it That's the processor. Didn't see no other arrow wound or anything that they said. Um, you know, like we didn't realize it until after we got it through the processor that someone else had that there was another hole or anything, but we didn't see no arrow. Wow! So you know, as much as you know, I I, I can get pretty hot headed, but I try to hide it a lot. And, um, that that took everything in me to not go off. Mm-hmm. Given I ha- I was filming all this by my GoPro that was on my chest this entire time, so you know I I got everything this dude said took me where he so quote unquote shot it which was uh, his stance that he said he was sitting on
1: uh-huh.
2: butts up to the property line where he did not have permission that he was shooting on Um, but because no deer with him I couldn't get DNR in on it at that moment wow um,
0: unreal oh my god mm.
2: and uh yeah it was uh
0: <laughs> so basically they they, they they got away with stealing your buck
2: yep and to, to I mean we ended up the DNR ended up finding him down the road like a couple weeks later um because he ended up taking it out of state to get processed mm. um and you and it was a whole deer, a complete deer with brain, um across state lines. All right. Um, so he had got busted for that, but, you know, I didn't, you know, they couldn't technically prove that, you know, at that moment that it was my arrow because, you know, who just say you know, he said he shot it. You know, he probably did it, just stuck another arrow in it. Right.
0: Oh. Right.
2: Uh, but, just the fact of him trespassing another yeah. property to take right, it. Right. Um, and then also what really dug the knife in even harder, you know, when he said he didn't see my arrow, uh, when we were walking back up the two-track where he had uh, drove his truck on to take it, I found my arrow broken off in the driveway, wiped clean.
0: Hmm. Interesting how that happens.
2: Yeah, when he didn't see
0: so basically, long the- long story short, steals your buck and then does the steps involved to make it look like he doesn't steal your buck.
2: Right. And the arrow, you know, was wiped clean and uh, brought even farther out of the woods on the two-track where the deer had never even gone close to.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Yep. Well, so with this tragic event taking place um, I remember when this hit the internet and all of us losing our minds pissed um, ready to go burn this dude's house down so this takes place um, you end up killing a doe last year okay now you you felt what it was like to shoot a buck kill a buck and he's not there um, so this has you've got to experience 95% of what it's like minus the five percent which is the end of the blood trail you get to finally put your hands on the buck so coming into this year how bad did you want to kill I mean what I mean I can't even imagine what it was like for you to get back in the saddle this year and basically like redeem yourself um, get a bad scenario that taste out of your mouth I mean just the motivation to 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 finally get this done and be in that moment that you were. It's like you were in the moment, but you just weren't allowed to experience all of it. It's like you got so close to the finish line and then they said, that's it. The race is over.
2: I, I was blue balled. Oh, much,
0: blue-balled. Mm. God. So walk us through. OK, now we're going into 2022. What's the plan? Talk about your motivation. I mean, I mean, it's you've got to just be beyond yourself to get back in a tree. You got a buck tag. You got some good bucks running around. You know, you're ready to rock and roll now.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, I it just it, you know at doe it just drove me more into you know you know getting finally a chance at bow and I had um, partnered up. Joined to lease with two other buddies, buddy Aaron and another buddy, Matt, um, uh, for the following year, which would be this year, and, you know, I did turkey season there, did a lot of shed hunting, I actually found my first three sheds, um, and that shed actually, hunting, leads up to the buck that I shot too, um, so I did a lot of turkey season um, there, you know, summer scouting, so, Amazing uh, quality for bucks um, that around this property that I never got to experience on any property other than, you know, that one that had got taken. I had only had chances of hunting Aaron's property, which there was bucks on, and mm-hmm. my property, my house, which is a small, narrow six acres. It's mm-hmm. really like doe hunting, unless, you know, you have a during rut season or something, you might have a you know a small buck or something run through, right. you know. Right. Right. Then, um, but nothing really that in that you might not catch while sitting. Right. right. Um, so I do. I had a couple target shooters in my eyes. Um, on this new lease, just by trail cameras. Yep. You know, I had decent eight.
0: Um. And, and I want to stop you there. I like what you said there. It, target shooters in your eyes. That is... I, I want everyone to take a, a minute and, and let me rephrase that. Or let me re- reiterate and let me re-say that again. Quote-unquote from Garrett Goodwin. Target shooters in his eyes. Um, I run into this all the time. Clint, here's this buck. I was going to shoot him i think thinking about shooting him. What do you think? Clint, is this deer big enough to kill? Clint, my buddy was going to shoot this buck, but I don't think it's big enough. Okay. I appreciate everybody that reaches out to us, um, but I see this. I'm, I'm going to get on a soapbox and go on a little bit of a tangent for a minute. I see this way too much. And what Garrett just said should hit home to everybody. Garrett was going to shoot a buck that he deemed... A target buck for him, not for me, not based off what Kurt Geyer thought, not based off of what Rachel Bustak thought, not based off of what Team WCB thought, not based off of what Mustache Doug thought, what he thought. Guys, gals, pick out animals that you want to hunt and kill based off of you. Quit worrying about what Facebook and Instagram and a podcast guy and a writer and what. Although I love when people message me and ask, hey, Clint, what's your opinion? Can you help me out? Guys, it doesn't matter if I would shoot that buck or not. If that deer walks in and gets you fired up, fucking let the lung blood and the air out of it. And be happy and proud of it. And and what you just said really hits home because there is too much in today's world of this. Well, I was going to shoot him, but my buddies talked me out of it. Or, you know, so-and-so didn't think it was big enough. what, What would you do? Would you kill him? It doesn't matter. Garrett deemed this buck a shooter buck for him. And I love to see that. I love to hear that. Why? Because that buck may not have made me happy to where I'm going to go kill that deer. But guess what? It doesn't effin' matter. Garrett was going to be happy to kill that deer and that's all that matters. And the dude, and I, I want to applaud you for holding true to what is a shooter for you, what would make you happy, what your standards are. Because here's the deal. You run with a ton of killers. You're in a circle of a bunch of people that are constantly chasing big deer, mature deer, this, that. You wanted your first bow buck, period. And that's what you stuck to. You didn't say, well, it's got to be 150. Well, it's got to be a five-year-old. Well, no. You said, what is a shooter for me? Dude, I got to fucking applaud you for that because most people in today's world will not and cannot hold true to what would really make them happy. They either settle or they base everything off of somebody else instead of what they truly want. So that's me getting off my soapbox. But in plain words, fucking hats off to you, dude, for sticking to that for literally making this statement, a shooter buck for me, because that is what it should be for everybody. What you would be happy with is what you should shoot and you should not give a zero shit about what anybody else thinks. If you're pumped, if you're stoked, if your blood pressure gets boiling and that deer's coming in, kill it and be freaking proud of it. So I just wanted to take a quick minute because I see this all the time. Guys ashamed of what they shot. Guys passing deer that they shouldn't pass because their buddy would, etc., etc., etc. Do, hunt, shoot, kill, harvest, whatever the hell you want to call it. What makes you personally happy? So hats off to you, man, for sticking true to what was going to make you happy. Continue on. Sorry, I had to go on a little tangent there. Every now and again, I got to get a little tangent out.
2: No, but you're good. Yeah, I was able to you know, hit a spot there where you can
0: go on a tangent. you, a you know, I, I, like I said, I, I just, I don't want to spend too much time, but it, it's, I, I, you know, I appreciate people asking me. I appreciate people reaching out to all of us. What do you think? What do you think? We appreciate the hell out of all that. But at the end of the day, hunt, go after, shoot and kill. Whatever in the hell is going to make you happy and don't care about anybody else and their little feelings and their thoughts or what their opinions are because if you go out and shoot a 200, someone's going to ask, why didn't you let him walk so he's a 220? You shoot a 150, well, why didn't you let him walk? He's a 170. You shoot a 110, why'd you shoot that? It's a three and a half year old. Next year, he'd have been four and a half. He's mature. Why? It's always going to be something.
2: Oh, It's always, you know, it's never good
0: enough. It's, nope. There's always somebody out there that, that, that wouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. So, Make yourself happy. Continue on with your story. We got shooter bucks that you've deemed shooters for you. You kind of got figured out what they're doing. Keep her rolling.
2: Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it was, you know, uh, I had a decent eight that, you know, I had my eyes set on it. You know, I was going to get an opportunity to be one. Um, I had a nice nine-point, a great eight-point that I had shown you. Cool.
0: Yeah, oh, that man. that was. I mean, I know you're not letting him walk. Um, that that was a poof slammer. If someone kills that deer, um, it's that that buck will turn some heads. That's all I'm gonna say.
2: Yeah, that one. I I dropped my. Uh, I about dropped my phone. I got that thing to my phone.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Uh I was like, holy shit! Yeah, um, that
0: that yeah. that was a that was a big boy.
2: Um, and I had never even gotten a picture ever of a here that quality. Right. Um, so yeah, that
0: was big, 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 big frame.
2: You know, that didn't take my focus off the other. I, had, you know, claimed you know that I was you know would be you know in my eyes a shooter because yep. you know I've still haven't gotten you know that first buck, so I'm to the point where you know I just I, I want I want something decent. Yep. That, you know, a giant in my eye
0: absolutely it's in the eye of the beholder
2: yep and uh so i had you know had some deer some bucks in mind going into this season uh hunted opening morning mm-hmm. saw some four points saw some three points some spikes that i let walk that i could have shot you know i could have you know shot at and flung an arrow probably yep. i got my first buck early yep. you know even on opening day but i was like no you know, I had shot in a four point with my, mm-hmm. you know, and plus with the quality of bucks that I knew on this property, it I I knew letting these smaller bucks walk that not only was I helping the future of the property, that you know, I still have a chance at something right. that I know in the right.
0: area. Right. Well, and and you're. Uh, you're being realistic. You weren't looking for a 150, but you also didn't want to shoot a one and a half year old. You know, you're, you you yeah. were just looking for a nice respectable buck in your eyes, and I think that's smart. You know, I mean, um, I think people that climb the ladder and shoot just a nice solid, let's say it's a basket rack eight, then the next year it's like, okay, well, I'd like to shoot maybe a buck a little bigger, or. A year or two down the road past that, hey, I'm only going to shoot a buck if it's three and a half or older. And then maybe it moves to, I want it to be Pope and Young or Bigger. You're slowly working and climbing your way up the ladder. And I truly believe that is how your best bow hunters are born, is by doing that and not trying to skip steps and go from never killing a buck to, well... I'm only going to kill if it's a 150. Well, no, well, hold on. No, I'm not saying you can't do that, but wait a minute. Back up. You've never shot a buck. You've never shot at hardly any bucks. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to put 150-inch deer in front of you and expect you to perform under pressure when you've never been even really been in these situations. It, it just, To me, I think guys want to jump the rungs, and with buck shaming and kind of the tangent that I was on, I think just killing your first buck it's not good enough anymore. It's people it's got to be a good buck or a big buck or this or that and it's bullshit because
2: well, they're afraid that they're going to get buck shamed out. Yeah, we're right, shamed. right
0: and it, it shouldn't be that. I mean my first buck was a 5.37 inches max and I paraded around with that thing in the back of my dad's truck and had to show every freaking Tom Dick and Harry in the neighborhood um, you would have swore that deer was uh, uh, the the giant eight I killed last year. I mean, I was as proud as a freaking peacock over that buck. And then That's why I, in the woods is
2: for that feeling.
0: Oh yeah, you know. And, and then you know worked into the next year. It was a basket eight, and then shot a nine, and, and just kept working at it and work. You know and, and I would love to see more people with that mentality. So what you're doing, i love to see. You know, you you had shot a four-point. Okay, so I don't want to shoot these, these one-and-a-half-year-old bucks, but a solid two-and-a-half or three-and-a-half-year-old buck, just a nice rack buck, that's going to get me excited. I'd love to kill that. Okay, like in my mind, that's a great little jump ahead. And then maybe now this, you know, you, okay, you kill this buck. Next year, we're going to move a little further. You know, you're just going to keep adding on to that and you're going to keep working on your craft and and i I think that's slow and steady wins the race slow and steady climbing the bow hunting ladder i mean there is no top you're never at the top we're always learning but i just i i really really like how you're going about this um you know uh with with kind of where you had your sights because a lot of people i mean that that giant that one buck you had was a giant um A lot of people in your shoes would have probably been like, Ooh, I'm only going to hunt him. I'm only... But you held true to, no, if that deer walks by, yes, I'm going to shoot him. But I'm also not going to let one of these other bucks walk by that are way bigger than anything else I've ever ever killed. And I would be super stoked with those. So for you to hold true to that, um, like I said, I I, I think that's great, man. I really do. I I applaud you for for doing that and for having enough, you know... um, respect for yourself to know that hey if i let this buck walk just because there's a bigger one i'm going to be disappointed and sad because i would have been thrilled with that deer like that's holding true to you and i think that's really important in the growth of a hunter and a bow hunter is holding true to yourself
2: yep i mean just holding true to yourself holding true to your goals that you've set before yep. season you know it's yep. even good right down goals you know just yep sometimes. If you don't write them down, you know it's like ah, it's whatever. It's like you know that's not it. But if you actually wrote them down, you're literally looking at them. Yep. Um. It just keeps you know it, yep. it writes it to your mind.
0: Yep. I agree.
2: Um. So, so yeah, you know I you know walk some let some you know small bikes three points. Yep. Or what we would say on the teams Chad bucks we will let a lot of Chad bucks walk.
0: <laughs> Shout out to our man Chad. Yeah man. He's the man. Uh but yeah, no. Um uh so So take me into take me into the day of take me into the day of this buck and, and I wanna get into every, yep. every every detail.
2: So the first time I had seen him on the hoof was last week, Um and he came out into the bean field uh, near near end of shooting light but I you know it was still within legal shooting light um, I still had him on camera and stuff like that because I was filming um, he came out to the north of me which would be actually came to the north of the field on my left side mm-hmm. he had stepped out and I was watching him no clear shots or anything but I'm just kind of you know, watch him do his thing. eating and I had probably eight other does, one, um, one spike out there. Yep. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm if I get an opportunity, this is one of the eights you know, right. I, that I had on camera that right. I'd be, you know, I'm tickled, the tickled to kill. Oh yeah, I'm just, you know, buck fever. I'm already shaking. I'm like, All right, calm down, calm down. Yep. Slow it down. Um. So I knew if he took a few more steps, he'd be in this little little of like three branches so I ranged that and it was like 32 32 and a half yards so I had set my dial on my sight for that and I was just kind of watching him and uh, he had stepped into that pocket I had drawn back I settled my pin but I'm still kind of you know like my adrenaline's going because it's the first time you know getting drawn back on you know a buck caliber and I had, I think I got my target panic still in me on that shot, and I think I pulled up, and he also I think ducked my arrow a little bit and just shot clear over his back. Oof! At myself, I'm like whispering, you know, cussing in my head, you know, Gosh, damn it, you know, just screwed this up.
0: Now, did you, um, you- did you know the minute? the bow went off, that it was it was an air ball? I mean, like, did, did the shot break and feel good, or were you like, ah, oh, fuck? Because usually, <laughs> it, when I miss or I have a bad shot, I know from experience, damn it, that didn't break good, or damn it, that that's not... Like, it's... I know what good, great, bad, and ugly feels like. Um, it it, it, feel so like- I usually know. Yeah, it didn't feel smooth. Yep. I feel...
2: Was brushed. Yep. And then seeing my light up over his back. Yep. And into the dirt behind him, I'm like, gosh, damn it. Yeah. And I'm mad. Um, mad at myself, you know. And he runs 20 yards, but then kind of looks around. All the deer kind of spread out. They, you know, they bust out of there, but then they stop about 20 yards from where they were. Right. Looked around and went. They didn't know what happened. Nothing Nothing crazy went on. They're back to feeding. I just sat there. You know, they're all without. He's out of range now. So I'm like, all right. Well, maybe you know, he it didn't even phase us. He'll be back. You know, he'll be back at some point. Maybe, maybe not there. It may not be a week. It may be a few weeks. I don't know. Depends on his pattern, his wind. I don't know. But I note, I noted down. You know, the wind direction. You know, all that stuff. What Gearcast had said that evening. Um, which he, he came out with a West in a West wind, which is odd because he had, you know, came out into the field with the wind to his back. I, he, but he here, a deer, they're going to do what they want. Um, in my opinion, just, you know, I don't have a lot of experience. You, right. You know, keep learning, you know, how a deer reacts to certain, you know, weather climate. Yep. So, all right, I'll note this down. You know, he came out of here at this, around this evening time. Um, with this land. Yep. Cool. All right. Got that down for, you know, next time like there was a wet, I'll see if he comes back out. So, you know what? I kind of took a day off at that property that, that next day. because I wanted to kind of give it kind of a break after that had happened. Settle down. I went hunting behind my house. Just, you know, kind of go on doe patrol. Cause I know cause I'm not getting any bucks on camera. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to get something down and beat the freezer. Um, I didn't have any luck, and then uh, then moving forward to Saturday. Uh, Saturday morning, I let a four point walk. I sat on the same side of the field at the at the Leafs. Um, Let a four point walk. That's all I saw. So I was like, all right. That evening, I was going to sit out in the afternoon, uh, get preset or you know get all set up a time. So I don't sweat stuff like that. It's going to be a cold evening uh, with a west wind.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Noted from Wednesday. You know, west wind. i uh, set up in the same tree because he didn't even know I was there. I'm the set up in the same tree. Here I'm hunting out of a saddle. That's all I've hunted out of this year was out, out of my trophy line. Um. So I set up, and you know, not seeing much, but usually. Around, we don't see nothing move out for the field 6-6-30 uh, usually six thirty ish and then 7 7 is pretty much the, the shooting might for us right now um, and uh, shit, um, uh, I think it was about uh, 6 7 a little before 7 um, that 8 point walked right back out same spot he had walked out of on Wednesday. So I'm like, oh my God, here we go. All right, let's see what he does. We're near the end of shooting line. So I got that point in my mind, you know, how long is he going to take? Because he's just feeding. So,
0: so um, I need you to walk me through a few things here. Okay, at this point in time, are you confident and are you starving for an opportunity or are you scared to come back to full draw again? Because I think there's a lot of guys that won't admit this, but they're wow. honestly scared to go back to full draw after a fuck up because they don't want it to happen again. Instead of being confident because shooters shoot and, and you guys hear me talk about that on the podcast, shooter mentality, shooter, shoot, period. Um, so at this point, are you a scared kitten or are you a fucking cougar right now?
2: Well, I'm, I'm wishy washy because, you know, I'm like, I got that small part of me after that miss.
0: So you're still still a little shook?
2: I'm still shooken up. I'm mad at yep. myself. But yep. I want I, to redeem. Like, you and I had talked. Yep. Like, we had spoken through text, you know, that oh, yeah. I
0: told you. Gotta forget that bad, forget that <laughs> shot, learn from it, and move on.
2: That's exactly what you had texted me back. So I was like, all right. So I'm like, when he stepped out, I'm like, all right. I kept telling myself, you know, I need to keep my yardage close to me after that wolf. Maybe it was just, you know, too far for me at that time. I don't know. Um, so he was, you know, he walked straight out. I was watching him through my binos, kind of glassing there. And he's just nonchalant feeding, taking his old time. I'm like, yep. oh, my god, I'm running out of light here. Um, but he doesn't know, not a clue on there which is great, just because, you know, it calms me, my back, my, you know, at the end of my back of my mind, and, you know, that's one less thing to yep. worry about, In yep. feeling like something's there, so, and then as he was slowly feeding, and he kept walking farther out, farther mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, he's not going to change, he's not going to come in front of me, he's right. just
0: going to keep walking, right, right.
2: walking away from me. Well, as he was starting to walk away, two spikes had jumped out of the ravine and into the field to his left, which is the north end of the field. Mm -hmm. He looked up, saw those two bucks, and they were looking at him, and they kept running and hopping over the beans closer to him. And he's pissed. I can tell. His ears were pinned back. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, God. I'm going to be seeing something here. Like what's going to happen? Well, as they were getting closer to him, he kind of did like a ninety and started come like change his direction towards
0: right, right.
2: He line, south going south of the the field, but coming straight across.
0: Now this 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 is this is great for you.
2: Oh, this is great. I mean, I'm just like, all right, now maybe I'll have an opportunity. But I'm to that point where I'm in that yardage. That yeah. same yardage yep. as Wednesday, and that day, you know, nervous. I'm like, you know what? That was Wednesday. You know what? It's a totally new day. New, yep. New, new arrow. New arrow. Like you said, you know, I just, as I was fought he was taking his time, and as he was, I had a tree just in front of me, mm-hmm. um, and, as a, and I was hanging on the back side of the tree behind it, so I had decked, technically two trees in front of me. Right. As he gotten like, as I visually seen him disappear in the first tree,
1: mm-hmm.
2: just gotten swung around to my left side, which would be my strong side saddle turns. When everyone says I don't know, it's I just swung to the left side of the tree. Yeah, and he you had know, just so I'm ranging, I'm, I'm clicking, you know, clicking thirty two yards, thirty two yards. I'm like, all right, so I changed my sight to thirty two.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And as soon as he steps right where. You know, I had a clear shot. He stopped and started feeding I'm like, now it's my time. still you know, I can still see him. Yep. Uh, I can see him through my peep. Good yep. body sight. <clears throat> and at this point, long before this, I didn't even look at an antler. I, I knew what, what buck he was. I was just looking at the hairs on his body.
0: Had a boy. Had a boy. Like, now we're so. now we're cooking with oil.
2: Yep. And I and it's funny because like. Uh, deer, dip into side note for Deercast. they got that Deercast track where you can look at the vitals and yep. see what, like, yep. you know, move your placement. Well, I kept playing with that in the early afternoon just while I'm swinging there, just kind of seeing, you know, how deer would react, stuff like that. And kind of pick where I need to, you know, right. aim at. Yep. Just keep burning that in my mind.
0: Yep. Visualization so a is cool. a great tool.
2: Yep. And I shoot a single pin, so I got yep. that vertical pin. And basically all I did was when I got when I got drawn back, I checked the level on my sight, leveled it out, lined up the vertical pin, middle, right behind the shoulder, right up the leg, front leg. I aimed a little low just in case of you know, string jump, especially at thirty two yards. Yep. I feel like it didn't accommodate that for
0: smart. Smart move, smart move.
2: You know, I slowed things down, I squeezed through the shot, bam arrow sticks in on I mean he booked it out of there like a bat yeah. out of hell I mean, knees to chest just straight full board straight how'd up. that how'd that shot
0: feel compared to the other one?
2: 10 times better atta
0: boy did. atta boy
2: got, right in the middle of his body
0: yep
2: I was like oh that's that's gotta be a good hit um it didn't go all the way through, which is fine. I shoot low poundage because, you know, my shoulders are not the greatest. You yep. know I want to take care of my shoulders because I want to be able to shoot a bow forever.
0: Yep. Uh, Smart.
2: But, and um, he, he booked it straight south, went about, and I could just see my knot, you know, in his side, bopping up and down as he's running, being stalked you know are whipping across the arrow just really just working that arrow in him and then I see my knock disappear and I lose sight of him now side note also if my buddy Aaron is sitting about 40 to 50 yards to the right of me at the mm-hmm. corner of the- and he sees this buck
1: mm-hmm.
2: Cause I'm texting him as he's like this buck's out feeding I'm like dude don't move I got this bucket in front of me. Right. He's like, all right. He's like, so he's, he's over there waiting for the shot. He never heard my bow go off. All he sees is this, because we had a bunch of does in front of him yep. too. All he's seen was does just here, bolt out of it. See this buck, bolt down the field, right by him. And he just sees it disappear. Didn't really see him go across the road, because that was my biggest concern when- Gonna go across the road. Um, you know, I kind of took my time. My adrenaline's going. Got to eight point. You know, I missed that Wednesday. You know, and things kind of calm down. Aaron, you know, gets out of his blind, walks towards me. You know, we're kind of going over the shot process as I'm slowly, you know, packing up my gear, giving him more time. We go out straight ahead of me to where I had shot him looked mm-hmm. around but I had seen uh, exactly 32 yards from the tree straight in front of me and that row was you know a sign that he was there mm-hmm. um, but no blood so basically we just crap so we, we, we circled back around the opposite side of the field to go back to our trucks which are up by the road Put our stuff away, and then kind of we were going to walk the, the the ditch by the road, just in case if he a that if we were to bump him, we would bump him farther into our end of the process. Right, instead of right. And we didn't even look for blood at by the road. We just kind of you know walked that edge by the road. If we were to bump him, we were going to bump him. Farther in, I right? Just walked that edge where I had shot him at the tree, walked back into the field where he was, and just kind of followed that line, just looking for blood, looking for something. Mm-hmm. So we got no blood given my shot placement, didn't get a full pass through. Probably not going to see much blood, if any, just because you know the cavity's got to fill up. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm still new to this, but that's you know, from what i right. you know, talking to the guys, talking yep. to you guys, all that stuff kind of what, you know, I'm being told. So I was like, okay, you know, don't lose too much hope. Just kind of keep walking. And then about eight yards, we finally start seeing some blood. I'm like, okay, not ideal blood amount, but it's blood, so we're working, you know, kind of cooking with peanut oil here. Yep. So we keep walking, keep walking, following each blood spot, blood track. And then finally I see my arrow land uh, in the row of the beans and it wasn't broken off, but it had pulled pulled out of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Lights and lights, the light had not still glowing. The blood um, was... A lot of blood was up to half of my arrow, and then there were like drops of blood, stuff like that, uh, all the way down the rest of the arrow. Yep. So I was like, okay, I got good penetration. But I was worried... That I had maybe got into his shoulder, just because of the distance, stuff like that. My poundage, stuff like that. Like, oh, maybe, maybe I hit shoulder. I don't know. Let's you know, just let's kind of take our time. See what we got. You know, I sent a picture of the arrow. You know, to the, to the crew. They're like, looks good. Looks, you know, good, good blood. Good, right. you know, stuff like that. We kept following, following them. We kept getting better blood. And it was, it was kind of top of the beanstalk. So it wasn't like it was a low shot. It was, you know, right to where it was mid body of mm-hmm. the beans. I was like, okay, this might be a good sign. This is a good sign. So we're getting there. We get to the end of the property by the road and the blood goes to the road. I'm like, ah, crap. I'm like, he went across the road. Not a bad thing. It's just I got to ask for permission to go across the road. Right. Or get my buddy, Matt, my other buddies on the lease, because uh, he's hunted that, his family's hunted that property all their life, so they know everybody around. So, like, you know, I'm like, you know, talk to the guy, stuff like that. Back out. You know, let's just try to go home, try and get some sleep, which I didn't. I'm just like, and And at that point, I felt like, I lost them just because of you know the recent experience of the previous year. got so all those bad kind of scenarios. So, you know, it definitely discouraged me. I'm you know, I was I was not happy with myself. I was you know, I thought it was a good you know, I was worried that we didn't get a lot of blood, right. Um and I was like man I don't know I'm like maybe I got shoulder maybe it was a good shot I don't know I'm playing through all these different scenarios It was really hard to pinpoint where that arrow was because the light had not Right kept up and down I couldn't tell yeah. exactly where I had shot him Um so I was I was pretty discouraged driving home it was a very quiet drive home
0: um, Oh yeah that's a that's a long night we've all been there mm-hmm.
2: um i just like you know got home and i was like man like what the hell am i doing here like i'm you know beating my head up against the wall here getting discouraged you know i'm like we'll go back in the morning i went out by myself because aaron had something to do so you know i went out by myself was looking at the road stuff like that so i you know saw if there was blood on the road i was like okay You know he he had to have gone this way for sure Mm -hmm. so i called my other buddy you know permission pretty much anywhere to go track here called Mm him uh we had started the you know the, the on the other side and we had no blood going off of none not a drop and that's what really made me worried right Trying to go into what a deer mindset would be, which is very impossible. But it's kind of in my mind impossible. But you know what? I'm gonna go off. What would a deer do in this situation? Right. Open deer or go into the timber? I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, would walk into the timber to feel, you know, bed down or go, for, you know, out of sight. I don't know. But it was clear daylight in the morning. Uh, my buddy. Was with me. He says, Well, he says, I'm going to walk this edge. You look into the timber, through the trail, see if you see any blood going in, any of these, you know, deer made trails, you know, openings into the timber. And I'll just go, you know, kind of go up over the the hill and stuff like that. (laughs) And I'm looking, kind of peeking through each trail, you know, small trail. And I get to one, my gut tells me, I'm Something tells me I need to walk into this one a little bit just to kind of see more. Step in there about 10 feet and I see blood on the leaf. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I said, I called him up. I said, dude, get down here. You know, I got blood. I'm, I'm, I picked back up on his blood. I'm like, all right, cool. So we get, he comes back down. We're, tra- we're tracking, we're tracking this blood trail and it's getting bigger it's getting better you know it's getting more blood more blood way more than what we had in the bean field so at this point i'm starting to think maybe his, you know test cavity words i'm finally getting blood um and we're following you know following this path this blood trail and we get to a point where like we see a pile of blood and it was bright red with bubbles and I'm like, okay, he's got to be close or something.
0: Yeah, that's always a good sign. Uh,
2: I mean, it was like a good, good, good uh, pile. And I'm like, but I don't see anything. Given I'm only five foot four, so I can't really see over shit. Um, and Matt, he's six foot four. He's just looking over. He says, "Dude," I go, "What?" He says, "There's your book. Oh go, you gotta, shit! like, "You, you got." I'm like, "You got to be kidding." He goes, "Dude, he's laying right there." Dude, the the feeling that I had just gotten, I mean, I literally dropped to my knees before I hit. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. You know, I got back up, went over Matt and I, you know, we, big hugs, you know, just totally pumped. I was like, oh my gosh, dude, I, I started, not going to lie, I started crying. Like, I just... You
0: know, Nothing to be ashamed that. of there, man. I mean you you've had a hell of a ride to get to that moment. There's there there's a lot of emotion coming out of there, man. That's that's uh I'd almost question how much you loved a bow hunt in your scenario if you wouldn't have shed a tear or two because there there was a lot of uh blood and sweat and, and long lonely nights going into that moment um to make it what it was. So no nah, man, there there's no shame in that dude.
2: Ah oh, man, I just you know, I just just to walk up to him, you know, get down there, put you know, your hands on him, it, you know, and just—I mean, when we looked at, you know, I—I—I I, I broke down right there as I was holding his antlers. I was just like, "Dude, I cannot believe this just happened." You know, it, it's taken me since 2012, you know, into 20 into 2013, all these years to try to get, you know, the after last, the last year's buck getting taken, stuff like that. You know, it's just.
0: That's it's awesome, man. That's a that's an incredible story. You, you know, you've had a roller coaster and most guys would have jumped off the ride and said fuck this, picked up a gun or just quit hunting or been like screw it. Um To stay after it and keep after it and stay motivated, I mean, that just goes to show the type of dude you are, shows what kind of drive and passion you've got. And it also shows, you know, you've had to fight through a ton of adversity to get to that moment. And I mean, that's a character builder, man. Like, yeah, I'm pumped and super proud of you for killing that deer, but I am more pumped and and more proud. Um, I'm, I'm damn proud of the fact that you've stuck with it, persevered through um, the ups and the downs and have gotten yourself to the point where you were able to put yourself in a position to get the monkey off your back. You miss him a couple days before. I remember you messaged me. We talked, um, you know, th- th- there's, there's just, there's a lot of shit that took place where you would have had opportunities to quit, give up, um, You know, turn it back around, not keep going forward, and I just I can't fucking tell you how proud I am, dude, of you for for not only getting your first buck kill with your bow, but the perseverance and the persistence and the patience that you've had. um, You know, it it, it all led to that moment, and and I know that was a huge moment in your life. That will it's going to take a lot to top that one, no matter how big the buck is.
2: I mean, even you know. You know, if God blesses me with another more deer down the road, bigger deer, anything like that, you know, that first book you know, is always going to be. Oh yeah, that one, you know, just memories, of, you know, photos, and you know, I'm going to end up having a shoulder mount and stuff like that. Hell
0: yeah, that's good to hear, man. I'm I'm happy you're doing that. You you deserve it, man. No, nobody deserved that more than you. Like I said, I, I can't tell you how freaking pumped we all were, the whole team, everybody. I mean, we all see and know what you put into it. Um, you're doing it on your own. You're figuring it out. You know, you're doing it the right way. Um, you support all of us so much. So it was great, man, to see all the support that you got and and just see everybody stoked and happy for you because you're always doing that for us. And, and yeah, man, I was just – I was so freaking pumped, man, to get the when, – when you texted me and I got those pictures, I'm like, oh, man, Garrett sent me a photo. And it comes through, and it's you behind the buck, dude. I, I was just fucking like ecstatic for you, man. I I I got goosebumps looking at it because I knew how much that meant to you.
2: Oh, especially when I could text that I got redemption, yep. knowing it was the same. It Was just like, oh, it was just I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I'm still, you know, I'm still riding the high roller coaster right
0: now. Hell yeah, ride that baby! It's been a long time coming. Ride that sucker as long as you can, brother. Uh,
2: and. Um, kind of backtrack a little bit when I said bed season I'm um, I'm probably ninety percent sure I have one of the last year's right side nice right here. that's awesome. oh so, that's awesome um, but yeah I mean uh, I still got another buck tag burn you know if I get an opportunity great if not dude, i I don't even care yeah I'm gonna go out there enjoy. I, the pressure of getting that first buck, you know, is off. That monkey, like you said, is off my back. Absolutely. Um, just going up from here and getting more experience, you know. Hell yeah. Just, I don't know, I'm pumped, you know. Absolutely. What, the season is so early still. That, oh yeah. You know, um, and then we're leaving for deer camp up north tomorrow, so I'm just kind of going to enjoy the camp, going, you know, new, new scenery yeah. property and just see what, uh, see what I can do. And I'm just, you know, I'm pumped through this season. has already been, you know, I've seen more deer this season on the hook than I probably have in the last 10 years of hunting.
0: Hard work pays off, man. You're a product of that. I can't tell you from all of us at WCB and and the listeners and everybody, I mean, collectively, how freaking stoked we are for you, how proud we are of you. And, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing all this with us and taking us through the ups and the downs, the roller coasters, bringing us into the moment of you killing this buck, getting redemption. I mean, just, dude, what a fucking story, man. Like I said, I can't can't explain to you how proud I am of you. Uh, Damn proud to call you a good buddy of mine. Damn proud that you got this buck kill under your belt, and 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 just damn proud that you've stayed true to yourself. And and I know there's big things to come out of you in the future, and it's just going to be more success because I know the work and effort you put into it. You're always working on your craft. Um, you know, there's something to be said about a guy that's constantly trying to hone and sharpen his skills. I mean you know uh experience and 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 a little bit of luck all that shit pays off man and and you're you're getting encounters and you're getting shot opportunities and you're learning as you go and that's the name of the game so fuck man i'm just i'm stoked to have you on super proud of you super pumped for you dude i i uh i really can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing this with us it's it's a big freaking deal to get that first buck bow kill under your belt
2: no man i really you know i appreciate all the support from the team you heard the whole team uh, i mean i'm just you know just a new newbie that you know just an average guy that's trying to learn all this stuff and you know the um you know the skilled hunters and stuff like that that you guys you know have on a podcast and then you guys invite me for you know share my story you know it's you know it's it doesn't seem real and you know i'm just thankful for the friendship the brotherhood you know all that stuff that you know that you guys for me and stuff i'm you know just for everybody and you know i just love being a part of it
0: well thanks again my man we sure do love the hell out of you and appreciate the shit out of you being a part of of what we've got going on in wcb and and you've been around for you know kind of from the beginning and, and it's been a you know, it's been fun to watch you grow as a bow hunter and to continue to watch. And, uh, you know, we're all damn proud to call you a good buddy of ours and whatnot. So with that being said, good luck the rest of this season. Keep us updated as I'm sure you will. You got another buck tag burning a hole in your pocket. So that's always a good thing for all you guys out there. We're getting into the middle of October. Things are going to start heating up. So everybody get your asses in stands or saddles, whatever you prefer. Ground blinds. Be in the woods. Things are going to start happening. You guys know what to do. Be like Garrett. Don't fucking settle. Catch you next week. Can
1: you say the letter C? on